Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Sometimes the best wins are not always the prettiest, and that is case in point for the Cincinnati Bengals this week as they beat the Cleveland Browns and snap a long-time losing streak dating back to the end of 2019. They beat the Browns. Deshaun Watson in his first start as the Browns quarterback against the Bengals. They beat them 23-10 to at Paycor Stadium, and the Bengals are on a five-game winning streak. I believe that's the best and longest winning streak that they have had since that great 2015 season when they started off 8-0, but it comes at a cost, this win. It's, it's a great, great win for a lot of reasons, not only bragging rights and just kind of feeling like, hey, this was just a dragon we could not slay for a while here with Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, and and all of the the figureheads in place. So you like that, but it comes at a big price because there's a lot of injuries to a lot of key players in this game and a lot of question marks in terms of like when those players are going to be back, how long they're out, all kinds of different things. We're going to have an abbreviated show tonight just talk about the win. We feel good about the win, obviously. And the Bengals improved to nine and four, one of the best teams in the AFC. And their resume just keeps building. They are in the driver's seat of the wild card race at this point in time. The Ravens kind of keep putting wins together. I don't know how they do it. They keep putting wins together with backup quarterbacks and different players. Got one against the, the Steelers this week. The Steelers also lost their starting quarterback to an injury. So that helped the Baltimore Ravens in that one. And so there you have it. Both the Ravens and the Bengals are 9-4. and four. The Ravens are in the driver's seat of the division because of a win against the Cincinnati Bengals earlier earlier this year. And so now the Bengals got to just kind of keep winning games, hope the Ravens stumble. And both teams are going to need to overcome injuries to kind of get that division crown. It's It very well could come down to that final game of the year that's on the schedule there. And that is, you know, where, they, where things are right now. But look, the Bengals had to overcome a lot of personnel losses. They had to overcome a lot of different issues, a lot of different, man, the, the penalty flags against both teams this week <laughs> were, were plentiful plentiful and we'll just kind of say that and so the Bengals had to overcome that they had to over, overcome injuries they had to overcome bad play against a, a team that just kind of has had their number so that is just what 
the Bengals have had to overcome. And here they are again. They're nine and four, and they are looking even better in a lot of different respects than they did last year when they made the Super Bowl. And so they've got a lot of different uh, a lot of different avenues to take to get back there. Obviously, they've got New England on deck. They've got Tampa Bay on deck. They've got the Bills on deck. They've got the Ravens on deck. All of these teams now are all on deck for the Bengals, and they have to to really make ground. They have to do. You know they, they have to keep winning games. Fortunately, it would seem with this win here, this one actually, of all of those games I just listed, this one actually seemed like one of the trickiest or one of the hardest for the Bengals to achieve here. Regardless, the Bengals get the win and, uh, you know, they, they improved to nine and four. And now, you know, you would venture to guess that 10 wins, definitely 11, are, is going to get you into the playoffs. It's just a matter of who the Bengals end up continuing to beat Will they will they run the table? I don't know. It's a very tall task with what they've got on deck here. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, you've got to get that win probably against the Ravens to get that division title, I would think. And so here we are now, the Bengals uh, making that late season push. Man, started off 0-2. They've gone 7-2 and since, five in a row. And like I said, that's the, that's the first five-game win streak since that 8-0 start in 2015. And this game, this team is looking – very, very dangerous, a very well-rounded team. They just kind of do everything well. They pass the ball well. They run the ball well. Their offensive line, there were some issues today, but they just kind of do everything well. Defense is playing well, and it's it's a marvel because, and we'll we'll get to some of the stats here. Like I said, we'll have an abbreviated show here, and we'll we'll, we'll get out of here. But, I mean, again, you got to look at no T. Higgins, no Tyler Boyd, no Hayden Hurst. Trey Hendrickson at the end of this game gets injured, and then they just keep finding ways and finding ways. Drew Chrisman, the guy who replaced Kevin Huber, did not have a good game punting the football, and that was kind of an element of the game where you kind of go, wow, that was actually really important this week. Evan McPherson misses kind of a crucial extra point. You know, you have that. You know, Mixon's coming back. What's the running back play going to let? It just – it was just a lot of questionable – situations and the Bengals keep finding ways to do it. Just keep finding ways to win games and keep finding ways to overcome a lot of stuff. And, you know, obviously you want to, you want to have all of your, your best players on deck, but uh, you know, that's just not the case in the NFL, especially at this point in the season and the Bengals are overcoming it and they're overcoming it, ladies and gentlemen, because their quarterback continues to play excellent football. Here is the box score courtesy of ESPN. We'll go through this. We'll go through a number of different things here, and then we will get on out of here. Look at Deshaun Watson, 42 pass attempts. I will I will say this, and I'm not I'm putting aside the other stuff. Um, I don't even want to talk about the other stuff. We know that. We've been there. It's we know all of that. We're not talking about that. Watson made strides this week on the field in terms of his play as compared to against the Texans last week. Did take two sacks, albeit for only three total yards. Um, 79.1 rating, but 276 yards, 26 of 42. I mean, there's kind of some like, okay, ebbs and flows to his to his stats. And you go, okay, maybe it wasn't the greatest game by him. Obviously not the greatest game we've seen by him in his Pro Bowl years and whatnot. But you kind of saw him late in the game start to kind of get a little bit of a feel of things again. And I think I haven't listened to his pressers. I haven't listened to the Browns pressers, anything like that. I think if you were to ask them, you would say, you know, they would feel pretty decent about the week to week progress that he showed 
He threw the late interception. And on that one, I will say this, as I watched that play by Jesse Bates, that was an immense play, an awesome play. It didn't net any points by the Bengals, but it, it, it stopped a drive late in the game and just kind of ate more clock and all that kind of stuff. Here was the thing with that. You know, that play was with, you know, the corner with the corner Cam Taylor Britt had an angle on it. So Watson had to kind of throw it more towards a little bit more towards the middle of the field. And Bates, as you saw Adam Archuleta break down the play, Bates came all the way across the field. So Watson not only threw it late, but he also had to throw it a little bit more to the middle of the field because of where Cam Taylor Britt was positioned. We'll talk more about him in a minute. And so that gave just that little window of Bates to make an excellent, excellent play. And even though that didn't, you know, kind of seal the games, so to speak, or, you know, net points or what have you, that was kind of a big play in the game, regardless. One touchdown, one interception, two sacks on Watson, made some plays with his legs as well. Six carries, 33 yards. A couple of those were big extend drive extenders for first downs. Burrow, 239 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. You know, not the greatest day from him. Uh, he was sub 50% in terms of completion percentage before the half. 85.3 rating overall. You know, the one interception, of course, it can't comes on those batted balls, comes on the batted passes. And of Burrow's, the majority of Burrow's, interceptions this year have kind of come on those types of plays. So they need to figure out a way the offensive line burrow and whatnot to kind of stop making things predictable. And if you notice those plays also come when a number of their star receivers, star players are out of the lineup and the passing game gets a tiny bit more predictable in that, Hey, we're going to chase, Hey, this is where this ball's going. We're going to get the ball out quickly, et cetera. So those are things that they're going to need to clean up regardless the Bengals overcome it. Chase uh, <laughs> took a sack as well, uh, a minus nine yarder. He kind of had a ball on a, you know, kind of a handoff thing and was like, you know, am I going to throw this downfield? No one's downfield. So I'm just going to take the sack. And that's that. A couple big hits were laid on Chase because of some predictable plays or well defended plays by the Cleveland defense. Chubb, this is the big story of the game, though. The Bengals absolutely bottled up Nick Chubb, thanks to DJ Reader, Josh Tupo being back, both of those guys being back. An immense play from, from the defense overall, 14 carries, 34 yards. That is the formula right there for the Bengals to beat the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb, he had a long of 13 yards, just was not able to get a lot of things going for him. Um, and, and that was the big, big story. And then, of course, addition, uh, you know, in addition to that four carries, six yards for Kareem Hunt. Big, big day. And then conversely, look at the day by the Bengals running back 6.9 yards per carry for Joe Mixon on 14 carries, 5.5 by Pirine. 18 total carries there, over 100 yards for both of them. Pirine had the excellent touchdown with the second effort. I don't know what Jadavian Clowney was doing there. Just kind of felt like someone was, you know, he, someone had brought P Ryan down to the ground burrowed, making some plays with his legs, six carries, 10 yards, um, you know, had a couple of first downs on those chase did have one carry for six yards. If you don't count that, uh, that sack play, so to speak, Trivion Williams making a couple plays as well. And then you look at Jamar chase, 10 catches on 15 targets was targeted 15 times because T Higgins was basically in on the very first snap of the game. And then not seen again, Tyler Boyd, had a dislocated finger in this game, was not seen for a long period of time after getting targeted once, had no catches. Um, and so it was the Jamar Chase show plus 
Trenton Irwin making a couple of nice plays, one off of an amazing flea flicker where he was wide open, beautiful throw, beautiful execution, two catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown for him, including that 45-yard flea flicker touchdown. Trent Taylor, that 34-yarder, was a biggie. Mitchell Wilcox, one catch, 10 yards. But it was just, I mean, it's just kind of a pedestrian performance in the passing game. It was more about the run game, namely Joe Mixon, who ran like a man possessed today, almost seven yards per carry. Uh, And then, of course, the defense doing their, look at Logan Wilson, 17 tackles by Logan Wilson, 14 of them solo, including a half sack with Vaughn Bell. Wow. Camp Taylor Britt, let's talk about him for just a second. He has grown week to week to week. Um, and in that last, those last couple of series there, I think it was the last series, um, he had basically, w- when it was a goal line stand, the Bengals ended up forcing a turnover on downs. He had three plays in that four, pl- four down sequence there where he was in on coverage and knocked away passes and or defended passes, forced incompletions, whatnot. Um, really, really solid game from him. There were a couple of completions early where you man, went, man, you're, you know, you're right there. And then later in the game, when he went, when it really, really mattered and the Browns were kind of coming up and doing different things and trying to get into the end zone there. Uh, he came up big two passes, defended six total tackles, DJ reader all over the place, five total tackles, one pass defended, another pass defended from BJ Hill on the interior of the offensive line as well. And then you got Jesse Bates with two more, including the interception. So Bengals defense was all over the place today. Uh, You know, Hubbard in there with five total tackles and a sack just keeps chugging along. Uh, You know, here's the thing though. The Bengals had a number of injuries in this game. You know, I mentioned Higgins, who had been kind of ailing this week. They knew he was going to be limited anyway. Boyd had the dislocated finger in this game. You had Trey Hendrickson play with a uh, a broken wrist throughout the, the latter part of this game, and he may be set to miss the next couple of games here, next few weeks. We will see exactly what the Bengals do. And then his replacement, Joseph Osai, was off the field for a while, came back later so, man, just a lot of injuries to overcome in this one, and the, the Bengals did it. You see here two passes defended by Deion Jones, two by Miles Garrett. Garrett, man, two sacks, two passes defended, three quarterback hits. He was everywhere. It took him a quarter, a quarter, quarter and a half to kind of rev things up, but he was everywhere. And, uh, you know, you see Denzel Ward had a pretty good game, allowed some big completions to chase, but also was in there. Two passes defended, physical, physical guy. Um, So, yeah, and then Clowney had a decent game, too. He had one pass defended. He kind of got a lot of pressure, as it seemed, as well. Uh, Lael Collins was having some fits with him. So um, those are some of the major statistical areas there. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to some of the, the just kind of the big, big points in this game. And we'll go to the kind of a, a brief drive summary here. And then we're going to start getting on out of here after a couple of other things. Here you go. Um, I want to, I want to go to this point in the, in the game where the Bengals scored their first touchdown and where this happened was right here. Critical, critical play in the game. On their own 17-yard line, the Bengals are punting. And this is a fourth and 15 on their own 17-yard line. The Bengals punt with, uh, looks like, 12.54 left in the second quarter. No score. They punt, and Drew Chrisman gets hit by uh, Fields, roughing the kicker, 15 yards, first down. And all of a sudden, the Bengals start to click you know, first and 10 and they go all, they march all the way down there and they uh, get, get the Jamar chase touchdown pass on an immense throw from Joe Burrow, 15 yards out, weaved it right in between two guys. Chase had to make a little bit of an adjustment, but that's the only place the ball could have been thrown there to get that touchdown pass. He made the play there. That penalty turned the tide, uh, started to turn the tide of the entire game. Cleveland responds with a field goal. So good drive by them. And then Cincinnati comes right back right at the end of the half with a gut punch touchdown drive. Um, They miss the extra point. So it goes to 13-3 there. But you look at this here and this play down here, this first and goal, Samaje Pirine run that I mentioned earlier, six yards runs up the gut. And you're kind of like, oh, he stopped. Everybody said, oh, he stopped. And then all of a sudden he just kind of bounces out of there. Where was the effort by Cleveland or where was the recognition of, hey, he's the ball carrier is on the ground. They just kind of gave up on the play. You see Jadavian Clowney go in there and he just kind of thought someone else tackled him. P. Ryan bounced it on out and into the end zone. Uh, so big, big play there. And then a lot of punts to start the, the second half. A big, big stop to start the second half by the Bengals. Um, and then, of course, they get the touchdown on late in the game to go up 20 to three on the flea flicker play. Great, great play there. Cincinnati gets uh, an interception, but they respond with the, with the burrow interception had that, and they were moving on that drive too. At that netted points, I think that would have just essentially ended the game there, even though there were, uh, you know, uh, some, there was some time left in the, in the second half there. I kind of feel like, you know, that you get some points there. That's, that's done, but two straight Turnover on downs. I mean, granted, the Browns were in te- uh, desperation mode there, but two straight turnover on downs, particularly on a 15-play drive. They go all the way down there. Look at this here. This is what I was talking about. Incomplete. 
Taylor Britt there incomplete to Amari Cooper, Taylor Britt there, Taylor Britt on the coverage on fourth and sixth. Uh, and then of course he did have the completion across there to Njoku and that uh, Logan Wilson had the, um, had the coverage there. So yeah, I mean, really good performance by the Bengals defense. I think there were, if you are a Browns fan, you saw some things that you were encouraged by in this game. You kind of knew it was going to be tough sledding, but the Bengals, even with all the injuries, they took care of business and got the win there. So let's get to some team stats. We'll get to some headlines and bounce out of here. Bengals, I mean, overall, I mean, there's, there's some, some pretty even things here. The Bengals have six, six uh for 15 on third downs uh browns were pretty awful four of 15 on third downs browns having to go for it six times on fourth down wow uh converted on half of them total plays browns had more of course because of the desperation stuff at the end there passing browns had more 273 to 227 net uh this is where it just got pretty ugly and you look at the nine penalties by the browns four penalties for the Bengals. um i mean the nine for 98 one of those was, of course, the roughing the kicker penalty. And then, of course, a big pass interference penalty. Uh, I believe that was on Ward to Jamar Chase down the field. So that got a, a big chunky yardage here. Both teams had the one turnover. Pretty even time of possession with it actually favoring the Cleveland Browns. So a lot of metrics are, I mean, two sacks per team, uh, one turnover per team. A lot of the metrics are saying, hey, that you know, the, the, this is pretty even. Bengals out gaining the Browns by over a yard, um, but the total yards are pretty even. The passing yards are pretty even. There's a lot of even stuff in terms of team stats in this one here. So, um, you know, it, it, it was just kind of a grind for the Bengals, a, a grind to get this one out. You kind of felt like it was going to be that way anyway, uh, just based on the, the history here between these two teams and, and everything. You kind of felt that that was going to be the case regardless the Bengals get it done and make a lot of plays when it counted late in the game. So let's get to a couple of different things uh, on the uh, story front. And as I mentioned, unfortunately, Trey Hendrickson, it came to light late via Ian Rappaport and James Palmer of NFL.com. Trey Hendrickson uh, does have a broken wrist that he suffered late in the game, played through it in the fourth quarter, and he sounds like he is going to be potentially uh, missing the next handful of weeks here. Uh, and you can see here, here's the report from Ian Rappaport there. But, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about Boyd, you're talking about Higgins, you're talking about Hendrickson, Osai left the game as well, so not – good news from the Bengals and they have not been excellent at getting after the passer this year. He had one tackle. So Osai is going to need to step up here on that one and do some different things there. So I, I think I pinned that story in the live chat for everybody to check out. If you had not seen that yet, not good news for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then of course we've got a late day injury update from T Higgins or for T Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well on Cincy jungle. I believe this was kind of, some of the information was divulged, I believe in the post game presser. So here you go on this one as well. Um, Here's the, the information here. Uh, it was actually Hobson. T. Higgins felt his hamstring was tweaked in the game during pregame warmups. He wanted to play. Coaches said no. Boyd dislocated his finger. Um, so 
here's the thing with Boyd's finger, because we heard Mike Hilton had a finger injury and all of a sudden he had to go have surgery and fix the problem. And you know, the whole deal, uh, we don't know the extent of Tyler Boyd's um, Tyler Boyd's situation, but you said Mike Hilton just told me when he went down, he thought it was going to be a serious knee injury. Um, this was uh, another knee injury he had, but uh, regardless, Mike Hilton also knows a thing or two about the, the finger injury because he had surgery on a finger this year. So we're going to need to find out more on these. And then, oh, by the way, no Hayden Hurst in this one here. Um, so, I mean, the Bengals are just kind of reeling a little bit. I think as this week goes on, we're going to know more in terms of who's going to play, who's not, and everything. Still scary stuff and stuff that the Bengals will need to overcome in terms of, uh, you know, fighting for these, these you know, the, their playoff lives here and, and everything with that. So here are the AFC North standings. Um, let's uh, let's pull this up here. And I apologize. I've got a screaming, screaming baby in the other room. I apologize if you guys are hearing that. And uh, it's coming through over my voice here. It is what it is. It is what it is. So here you go. Ravens nine and four, Bengals nine and four, and the Browns and Steelers go to five and eight. Essentially, you know, pulling them out of the, the every bit of playoff contention there and so it's now down to a two-horse race in the afc north both of those teams will likely get into the playoffs um and then it's just a matter of who gets the wild card and who gets the division crown um so let's go to uh the playoff picture here i don't know i haven't looked at this yet i'm wondering if the nfl has altered the graphic that they <laughs> oh, they altered it. Okay, they altered it. Check this out. If you remember what this was before, it was uh, you know it was a lot of different uh, a lot of different players that maybe weren't so much into the <laughs> the playoff picture uh, as of last week. But here you go. Here's here's this right here. The uh, Arizona, of course. Here's updated as of Sunday evening. You got the Eagles and the Bills in the top spot. The Chiefs and the Vikings in the number two spot. Vikings lost a, uh, a head scratcher against the Lions there. Those Lions are scrappy, six and seven. You got to like the corner they're turning there. Ravens in the three seed with that nine and four record. Titans on a skid, seven and six, but they are on top of that weak AFC South division. Niners, nine and four, uh, all over the Buccaneers who who are in the fourth seed, another weak South division. They are on top there. Bengals next opponent in Tampa there. So that's going to be an interesting one. Brady coming off of a loss in the five seed. You've got the Bengals and the Cowboys in the NFC. The Dolphins tonight are taking on the Chargers. So that's going to be an interesting one. We'll have to see what happens there. Washington at seven, five, and one in the sixth seed. The Jets in the seventh seed, who lost to the Bills at seven and six. The Giants at seven, five, and one in the seventh seed. So that is your AFC and NFL playoff picture at this point. Again, Sunday night to be played out, Monday night to be played out, and multiple other weeks to be played out over there. So that's where things are at. The Bengals have the five seed. They have a great opportunity to still win the division. They are really, really pleased with this win. This was one of those kind of trademark wins where you go, man, we overcame a lot. This was a team we have not had a lot of success against recently. Things weren't even going our way in this game, and we still got the win and got to nine and four. And you have to like that. 
I'm Anthony Cazenza. This has been the post-game show from the Orange and Black Insider. A little bit of an abbreviated one, but we wanted to talk about this win with you. We're going to get on out of here. we got the aftermath coming at you tomorrow, John Sheeran and myself, so you want to get with that. We've got all kinds of different stuff. We've got some special content this week. I can't spoil it, but I'm just going to tell you, we got some special content coming for you this week that we're very, very excited about and, of, of course, excited about it after a win, so you're going to want to – Keep it to CincyJungle.com, our show as well. I promise you're going to like it. And uh, we're going to keep slamming you with content, whether it's on the YouTube channel. You can subscribe right down here. Click that. Click the subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And then, of course, get to CincyJungle.com for your news, opinions, analysis, and uh, all the audio stuff from all of the shows on our Cincy Jungle podcast channel are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. They are there. Subscribe, leave a review. We appreciate it. Let, let's try and tune out the, the screaming child in the background if, if we can. I apologize if, if it's loud. I've got the headphones in intentionally, so um, I apologize for that. But regardless, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the win. The Bengals get a big win, improved to 9-4. and four. They are in a tie, so to speak atop the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens at nine and four. And uh, they're, they're looking towards the playoffs here five in a row for these Bengals. They've come a long way since the beginning of the year. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.